let's do my mock draft. Uh, I just posted this on lines.com. Um, mock drafts uh, about a week away. Let's start it off with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm buying into the Trayvon Walker hype at number one. Uh, got them going with the uh, Georgia pass rusher. I think uh, Aiden Hutchinson was all a smokescreen to get the Lions to trade up because that's who Detroit really wanted. And once the Jaguars realized that wasn't happening, their interest in Walker started to leak. So, you know, tough year to have the number one pick, but uh, Walker's a, a good athlete and a, a run stopper. What do you think of that, Petey? You're on mute. Oops, sorry. Yeah, I'm off mute now. Um, no, I love it, man. Um, I think that's exactly what they need. They just need such a talent overhaul. Like, it's ridiculous. So, um, I love it. It's going to be such a crazy draft this year it's not like you know in years past where we get so, so many like fancy producers we're gonna get a lot of defense we're gonna get a lot of offensive line kind of like a, a lot of like 2013 hopefully better than that year but um yeah i like it a lot yeah i'm well said uh, i totally agree with you definitely a weird year for uh, the draft let's go to number two the lions i've got them taking Aiden hutchinson as i just mentioned he's a pass rusher out of michigan this is who I think the Lions have wanted all along to keep the Michigan man in Michigan. Uh, the Lions really need help at a bunch of different positions. Definitely pass rusher. Not a great year to have a top pick, like we kind of just mentioned, but uh, the Lions can snag the guy who everyone thought was going to be the top pick. Then um, that's good value. Petey, hop back on here. Stay on, Petey. Yeah, I hit the uh, hit the wrong button next minute. It's all good. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, any, any problems with uh, Hutchinson to the Lions? You like that one? No, not at all. And then um, he's a uh, staying local um, Michigan guy. I think his dad I saw a story that uh, recently. Uh, he, his dad played at Michigan too, and he uh, he broke his dad's all time record from Michigan. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, again, staying local. Same thing. Lions just God. They need. They just need you know a hell mary here. Just you know talent overhaul, and then no. I'm blanking on Dan Campbell. I'm sure Dan Campbell's going to love him. So, uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Also no, love I, that as well. He seems like a Dan Campbell kind of guy. I do think it'd be interesting if uh, if Malik Willis went there. You know, there are some uh, rumors, but I think it's really just to get teams to trade up. So Hutchinson's their guy. On to number three, Houston Texans. Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, pass rusher out of Oregon. I personally think he's the best pass rusher in the draft. So I think he's pretty much a steal at number three for the Texans. It's kind of funny after all the offseason discourse of how he's dropping down the draft, he really just slips to, to third overall in uh, this mock draft. The Texans might have the number three pick, but they have just an awful, awful roster. Might be worse than the Lions or the Jaguars. So uh, huge need of pass rusher. Yeah, um, definitely agree there. Um, who was it was saying that uh... – I forget which pass pass rusher it was, but they're saying that uh, uh, who was it? It's going to be the next like Jadavian Clowney this year. Was it a uh, was it a uh, Kayvon or was it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, it was someone said it was like right. a twenty pound lighter. Uh, right, Jadavian okay. Clowney. Yeah, yeah. I read that. Yeah, I think I think that's interesting. I like. I don't see it. I think he's got a, like a lot more bend and athleticism. I think the whole his comments about Alabama, how he went to Oregon because of his brand and everything. I thought. Mm-hmm. really turned off teams and i think that's why he perceived to fall but uh you know it's really a pick uh pick your poison with these three top edge rushers yeah and they need i mean gosh they need some stars in houston it's <laughs> it was obviously we all know it was pretty bad last season and they got lovey smith there and um, yeah, it's, th- it's it's just gonna be kind of like a what's the word i'm looking for just kind of a a bridge year for them probably absolutely they prepare yeah. for 2013 so i'm 2013 2023 um yeah um more thoughts on that yeah they have a ton of holes they i think they have the second worst roster uh just ahead of the falcons um moving on to number four the jets i've got them taking icky ikwanlu the offensive tackle at a nc state i think kind of this is where the draft really gets uh interesting the jets could go in a bunch of different directions uh definitely could go wide receiver but I think they'll go and protect uh, Zach Wilson, their little prized possession from last year. Could look at Evan Neal or Charles Cross, but I think Ekwonwu fits better in kind of their run-focused offense. Uh, what do you think? Do you have any big uh, offense alignment thoughts, Petey? Uh, probably not. <laughs> That's, I'm a little limited knowledge on that one. Um, yeah, I, don't, I don't blame you. It's not a big one. Uh, same let's thing. Move on yeah. to, 
Yeah. Let's move I'm on sorry. To five, go ahead. Then. No, yeah. that's totally fine. Uh, Back uh, with another offensive tackle, I think the Giants are going to go uh, Evan Neal. If Evan Neal doesn't go four, I think he goes five from Alabama. Um, Giants have another first-rounder at seven, but I th- so I think one of these they trade back from, but I think they'll pick their favorite player here um, and potentially trade back if they can find a, a suitor. And they Giants, you know, if you're, you're picking here, you need a ton of help. So they're really going to start over fresh with the new GM and, and coach. So I think they start with a, a safe position, protect Danny Dimes, and see if they can really evaluate him this year. Uh, who would have ever thought that the, you know, the biggest media market in the world has some of the worst teams? I mean, 10 years ago compared to, the, you know, we have the Jets are back-to-back AFC championships, Giants are winning Super Bowls, and Eli and all well, one Super Bowl, but um, it's just you know, it's it's wild that you know they're they're the bottom of the barrel in the NFL, but you know hopefully this draft will uh, bring them back for all the New Yorkers out there. Yeah, I think uh, it's it's really crazy that both New York teams have two top ten first round picks. Uh, let's keep the offensive tackle run going. The Carolina Panthers take Charles Cross out of Mississippi State. Uh, Panthers, another team that would really love to trade back. They're on a second or third rounder this year. I think all the QB talk is a smokescreen. Panthers coach Matt Rule is on the hot seat, and I don't see him hitching his wagon to a rookie quarterback in a bad draft class. So I, I really think they end up with either Jimmy G or Baker. Uh, a lot of the rumors are Baker, but I think the safer pick if Jimmy G's healthy is to go Jimmy G. So uh, I think it's no secret Carolina clamors for an offensive tackle. and There's a big drop-off after cross. Any thoughts, Petey? I'm just going to miss all those um, artist renderings of uh, Jimmy G when this is all done. I know. I hope she, uh, I hope she keeps it going. Rita Oak, uh, check out her Twitter. It's, uh, it's an amazing, uh, if you love art and if you love good looking men like Jimmy G, it's amazing. Uh, back to the New York Giants. I got them going sauce Gardner. If they don't trade back cornerback out of Cincinnati, uh, I think while Derek Stingley Jr. has really reemerged as a top 10 pick, the the G-men go with the sauce. He can be a shutdown corner and potentially replace uh, James Bradbury, who's on the trade block. Any any big thoughts on that? Um, no, not really. Love Sauce. Sauce is going to be epic. Um, where do you see <laughs> Where do you see um, Bradbury going? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I think it really depends who misses out on some of these top corners. But if I'm a team, it really depends. I think what like Seattle does. Are they in rebuild mode or do they? You know, maybe just trade a third or fourth rounder for him. Could see the Jets doing that as well if they um, go pass rusher and maybe don't address corner at 10. Um, I think he's a guy that gets traded either right before the draft or right after the draft. Let's go to the Falcons. We finally get a, a, you know, a fantasy player that people care about. I've got them going Garrett Wilson, wide receiver out of Ohio State. I think the Falcons could draft Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett here, but I think they'd be smart to just ride out the Mariota experience and then, uh, you know, be really bad since I think they have just an awful roster and target Bryce Young or CJ Stroud next year in the 2023 Mm -hmm. draft. Uh, You know, after losing Calvin Ridley, uh, Falcons receiver depth chart is downright depressing. I think adding Wilson would be a, you know, a big help for Marcus Mariota or whoever they potentially start and it, it would really help Kyle Pitts. So he does not double teamed on every play. Who's the number one guy right now with the Atlanta? Is it like Ola made Zacchaeus or something like that? Like, yeah, they, they signed. Oh my God. Too, so, uh, <laughs> those are their starting receivers right now. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's really ugly. It's, uh, it's going to be a rough year for, uh, Falcons fans, but you know what? Brighter future next year, you know, Get what you can with Wilson. I like that a lot. Um, and yeah, 2023 is hopefully their year. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what exactly they do. Because I, like I said, they have the worst roster in the NFL, so they could go anywhere. But they really got to address the receiver position. Number nine, Seattle, Seattle Seahawks. They're always weird. Uh, I've got them going Devin Lloyd, linebacker out of Utah. Uh, in my mock draft, I wrote, who the hell knows what the Seahawks will cook up here. Uh, reports are that some teams love uh, Lloyd, the uh, athletic linebacker, and he could be a Bobby Wagner replacement. It might be a little high to take a linebacker, but this is what the, the Seahawks do. Any thoughts, Petey? You're on mute. Uh, yeah. Um, no, not really. Um, yeah, I think 
same thing as Seattle. I, I, I don't know where their future's going, but uh, yeah, I like that a lot for them. If we get a Bobby Wagner replacement. Um, I mean, do you see Pete sticking around for the long haul if they're, if maybe they're trying to rebuild down the future? I don't like, he's the oldest coach in the NFL. Yeah. So I'm actually surprised that they're even going into some kind of rebuild. Uh, mm. But who knows? They, their owners, MIA, they could eventually sell the team. Um, mm. He's running the show. So it's a, it's an interesting spot. Yeah. Uh, let's go to number 11 keep or uh, number 10, excuse me, the New York jets. I've got them taking Jamison Williams, wide receiver out of Alabama. Jets have clearly been in the market for for a wide receiver, and they struck out on Tyreek Hill. So I think it would make sense for them to target a receiver. They could end up taking the first receiver off the board and have their pick of the litter. Um, and th- there have been a ton of reports that Williams, uh, despite tearing his ACL, is a lock to be a top 10 pick. And it just so happens the Jets have the 10th pick. So how about that? Yeah. Yeah, I think that works out really well. And <clears throat> you're building around uh... – you're building around Zach, and you're going to give him a you know huge, huge uh, upgraded wide receiver. So I like that a lot too. Yeah. Oh, it looks like uh, we got Ian on here. Uh, I have an idea. Since we already kind of started and everything, we unveiled our top, my top ten. Let's uh, let's go back to the beginning. Now that Ian's joined us, and let's oh, alternate. Yeah. Let's alternate picks uh, for the first round, and then since I've already given out my first pick. Uh, let's have you start with the number one pick and go from there. What do you think, Ian? Sure. So is this a, what I would do or what I think will happen? Uh, let's do what would you do? Let's uh, let's make it fun. Okay. So number one, I'm going Kayvon Thibodeau. Okay. Yeah, I just I look at this team. Um, I, you know, the offensive linemen are nice. Like, they're they're good players, but – Jacksonville will be fine. Like, I don't think you need to invest that heavy of a pick into offensive linemen generally. Um, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just not something that in this year, it's not like you're getting the most dominant guys. And so I like the Bidot a lot. Um, I like Hutchison too, but I kind of think Kayvon's going to be just a fierce pass rusher. And that's going to be a little bit more important to this unit, especially rebuilding like a bad defense. Yeah, I uh, in my mock draft, I have him going third to the Texans, but I agree. I think he's the best pass rusher in the draft. So I yeah. think if I was Jacksonville, that's who I would take as well. Uh, I, are you buying any of the Trayvon Walker hype? No, I'm. It's crazy to me. Like whenever I do like a mock, I'm kind of shocked. Like I probably wouldn't take him till the late first or second round. So it's just it's just crazy to me. Like it's. You know, I get that he's athletic, but all these other dudes are super athletic too. So I think the only perk with him is that he has the ideal measurements. Um, whereas like Hutchinson has, you know, kind of shorter arms and then Thibodeau has like the off field stuff that people aren't really sure about. So, you know, I, I think it's just kind of like, what have you done for me lately? And he won the combine. So um, maybe he's quote unquote cleaner, but like on the field, he's not the same player. So I don't really see it. Um, yeah. And- and the comparisons to Alden Smith don't make any sense to me. Didn't even come no. close to the production either. Uh, no. But I am I'm buying the hype too. I I think the Hutchinson stuff was to get the Lions to potentially trade up, and once they realized that wasn't happening, their true target came out. But yeah, obviously a weird year for the number one pick. But yeah, I wouldn't go Walker either. Uh, let's go to the Lions number two. Since we're doing what would we do? Uh, I originally had Hutchinson here, but I'm going to go Malik Willis just because that's more fun. And I know that that's something you would do as well. So uh, I know there are reports that they're doing some late check-ins on Malik Willis. I'm not buying it. I don't think they're going quarterback here, but I think it would be the most fun. And I think, uh, you know, you can use the 32nd pick to either trade back and, you know, fill out the roster, get another receiver and stuff. But let Malik Willis cook in that dome. Uh, I think it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, they need excitement. Like, and Grant, they need great football players first and foremost, but I think he can be great. And so that's why I'm making the pick. Like, I don't think Detroit's going to be in position next year. Um, if things go decently for them, I think it will go better next year. And I don't think they'll be in position to take a top guy. Like, maybe maybe Tyler Van Dyke, maybe Bryce Young falls, and this team doesn't end up great. Like, maybe they end up – and I don't think they'll be great either way, but, like, maybe they end up at, like, six wins, and that's good enough for um, – I don't know, like top eight. It's just kind of hard for me to bank on that. I think Willis has just as much upside as those guys. I like Stroud more. I like maybe Van Dyke more, but I think he's pretty similar to, to 
uh, Bryce Young. So as a prospect, so that's not a knock on Young. I just I think a lot of Willis. And so, you know, who else are you taking here too? That's part of it. It's like Hutchinson's a nice pickup. I, I wouldn't blame them. I wouldn't blame him for taking Gardner or, um, I mean maybe maybe Stingley if you if you love him. But it, it's kind of like okay, that's a nice pick. Uh, you know, it's not anything that really moves the needle though. Like I don't think Hutchinson's Miles Garrett. So. You know, I I just take the quarterback here because I believe in the quarterback. Yeah, I, I am totally with you. That's why I made the pick. Uh, let's go yeah. to number three, Houston Texans. Uh, who do you think they? What do you think they should do? Yeah, so this is where I think it gets a little bit more interesting um, because they can take pretty much anybody. And right. if I were to predict how the draft goes, I think it goes pass rushers, top three picks. Um, Same here. And yeah, I mean that's. Again, I mean, again, like you're looking at the offensive line and it's like, okay, but for, I'm going to take Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson here. Um, generally don't think he's probably like a top five pick in most classes, but this is the class that we're dealt and he's a high floor guy. He's got great athleticism. I think he's a high floor player, um, probably getting seven to, seven to 12 tax, seven to 12 sacks a year out of him, which is fantastic. So I'm just happily taking him and rebuilding this roster. Yeah. I mean, you said it, they, could really take any position here and it's a good pick um so i yeah i'm with you if you can get hutchinson like who has been rumored to be the number one pick there that's it's a good pick uh number four the jets i've got them taking icky out of uh, uh north carolina state uh offensive tackle he just seems to fit really what the jets want to do with them being a little more run focused and with Makai Becton kind of having some issues and can he stay healthy? Can he stay in shape? I think they really have to solidify that offensive line. And I think having number 10 kind of allows them to, to you know, target the offensive side uh, pass catcher-wise uh, later in the draft. What do you think of that one? Yeah, I like that. I think the pick here is probably between the tackles, right? So um, I think Icky makes sense. Put him at guard, put him at tackle, whatever you need to do, it's fine. Um, it's, it's just not like one of those years where you're not getting like a super premier tackle prospect they're, but they're good. Like Icky doesn't really have the great athleticism from the combine that you wanted to see. Um, but he's good enough. Right. And he's a really solid prospect on the field. I don't think anybody really blew anybody away enough to, to make a huge argument for these guys. So I'm, I'm, I'd be happy with him too. I will put him on my, my pick as well. Yeah. And there are rumors, you know, that the Jaguars like him and it's another guy, if you can get first overall pick value, even though it's not a great year at four, that's still, that's what you want. Uh, let's go to number five, the New York Giants. Who do you got for them? So Giants, I, that's where it starts to get a little bit more interesting. I'm taking uh, Charles Cross. I want to solidify that offensive line, no matter what, this team just has to build up in the trenches. Uh, to me, it's between Neil Cross. Um, I don't really know that you can justify anybody else except for a corner. But I think there's so many corners in this first round mix that you can just wait. I mean, you have a pick and literally two picks and, you know, Carolina is probably going to take a tackle. So I'd rather get the tackle prospect um, and instead of waiting for another one. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Uh, it feels like those three offensive tackles really could go in any order. So I am going to go for the Panthers. I'm going to go with that last offensive tackle. Getting Evan Neal, who you know, I think a lot of teams are going to have as the uh, OT1. Getting him at six, it just makes too much sense. The Panthers, you know, maybe they force a a quarterback here. I don't see it. I think what they could do is just accept lower value on a trade back. But if they're stuck here, then they definitely – Evan Neal's a no-brainer for them. Yeah, because I think for their argument is, like, what's the best pathway to winning in 2023 – or 2022? And that's probably an offensive tackle here, especially if Willis is off the board and then you trade for a vet quarterback. So, yep, I'll take Neil as well. we got a run of three tackles. Yeah, and if I'm, you know, David Tepper, the owner of the Panthers, there's no way I allow Rule to select a quarterback because then that's screwing up your chances next year because you're probably clean in house anyways. So <laughs> build up this roster and go from there. Uh, New York Giants at number seven. Uh, what do you think? Uh, I'll go Stingley. Um, Ooh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. So my big question with him was the foot health and he showed he's healthy. And so him and sauce are close to me. It just kind of depends on the style of the defense that you want to play. I think Gardner is a great fit for, you know, with what Dave all, Ibrahim, um, you know, really good defensive staff. So, I mean, I could see either cornerback room, understand take the higher upside guy, bank on athleticism, um, over length, not over length per se, but like over not having, quite the athleticism, I guess. 
So it's a coin flip for me. I love both guys, but I'll, I'll go with Stingley because he's a little bit higher upside. Yeah, uh, I think Stingley, you know, he, he tested well and he, he proved that he still has that athleticism even after a couple injuries and stuff. And if you just go off of his freshman tape, he's the best corner in this draft. So uh, I think he's a guy that, you know, Sauce could go ahead of him, but then Stingley's just a steal either around here or even if he drops a couple picks. Uh, let's go with the Falcons at number eight. What would I do? Uh, I don't love the receiver class, so I wouldn't force a receiver here. I wouldn't force a quarterback here. I'm going to go Trayvon Walker. I'm going to go with this last of this little group of pass rushers. I know you only have him as a, a late first, early second, but I think you kind of bet on the athleticism here. And the Falcons have the worst roster in the NFL, and they need it, the pass rusher real bad. And you keep the Georgia guy in Georgia. I always like that narrative. So uh, give me Trayvon Walker here. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you. I mean, he's not a bad player. That's the thing. Is like it's not, it's not a crazy thought. So, and you could, I think he's one of those guys that he could be a lot better in the pros than he probably is in college. Um, I'll take another edge guy. I mean, I love Garrett Wilson. I, I, you know, I just don't know that another receiver really makes an impact as much on this roster. I think you can probably just get a receiver next year or in the second or third rounds. So I'll take uh, Jermaine Johnson, edge from Florida State. Just. Really good run defender. You can fit him into you know pretty much any scheme that you want. Same thinking, right? Same line of thinking, just a little bit more refined and just a preference choice there. But build up the trenches, 100%. Be a trench like warrior for whenever you get your quarterback in the future, you want the rest of the roster pretty well built. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, was that for Seattle? Uh, Atlanta. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so now you're up with uh, Seattle. Uh, so I would go, gosh, this is tough. I, I kind of think this is reasonable. I think they're go they'll go with Jordan Davis. Um, Ooh, okay, okay. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, you know, and it, look, I look at him very much like if I made a, a comparison with him, it'd probably be like a really good athletic, like even more athletic Don Terry Poe. So I think he's a really good prospect. I think he'll be, be again better in the pros than he was in college because he's going to be playing more of a workload. He's going to be a force in that defense. Rebuild that front seven. Um, you have to make everything a little bit easier. They lack pass rushers. You know, there's some good edge rushers here, but you know, I like George Kolaftis, but I don't like him enough to necessarily take like the big swing. Worst case isn't great. You get an amazing run stopper who plays, you know, like a portion of snaps. But I just don't think this is that class where I worry about that. Like Davis is gonna be awesome in his role. Maybe overdraft him a little bit. Um, there's a, a lot of arguments you can make. I think Sauce would be really good here. Um, I could even see them taking a quarterback, but I think you can probably wait on quarterback. Um, the other guy I would consider here is Desmond Ritter. So I, and I'm not uncomfortable taking him there. It just, I think this seems probably more built for a veteran, but I don't know. Seattle's really weird to me. I think they've had a really strange offseason. So. Seattle is so weird. I, I had them taking Devin Lloyd, you know, which is a weird pick, but yours is even weirder, and it makes so much sense because <laughs> it's such a Seattle thing for to take somebody who only plays on base downs. But he's literally the most athletic person to ever enter the NFL. Like the yeah. guy is is just a freak, and it seems like something that the Seahawks would do. I, I find him really interesting because you know he is so athletic, but he plays such a devalued position now. So where does he go? So uh, yeah. number nine would be fun. <laughs> I think he does have a pretty high ceiling too. Like I don't think he, I don't think he goes past Houston at 13. Um, and I think the line of thinking is that he could be Vita Vea, who like the same thing was said, like it's, he's probably overvalued as a top 15 pick, but then he gets the NFL and he's better than what probably most people expected is best case scenario. And so he has best case scenario. So like, you can just look at this and say, well, yeah, Vita Vea was worth a top 10 pick. So maybe Jordan Davis will be the same. Yeah. I mean, you can't really blame him, especially in a class where there aren't, that those blue chip talents and he's you know one of those guys uh let's go to the jets uh i think if it was me i would take sauce gardner here uh they they have a huge need at cornerback i think he's a guy that they would consider at four and to get him at 10 is a, a steal for them i think they definitely want a receiver but they also have two early second rounders so and the cornerback class you know while it is pretty deep it does drop off in that second round so Sauce here uh, is a no-brainer. Yeah, I think he's a strong fit. Um, I'll actually go with Jameson Williams. That's um, who I have in my original one. But, yeah, so yeah. It, was, it was between those two. And that's the thing, right? It's It depends on, like, I really like Bryce Hall. I liked him a lot as a prospect. Um, I thought he did an okay job uh, as a young player for them, especially without pass rush help. 
Uh, I would definitely consider, you know, an ass rusher, depending on what they do it for. I think that's perfectly fine here, too. Um, my my reasoning here is that, you know, this, this team probably has to win pretty fast. Like, I think that offense needs to do really well or else they may clean house, too. Um, and, and Williams is just so dynamic. He's so fast. They need speed on that offense. Um, and, and Williams is just like the perfect answer. They don't have to rush him back. And he'll probably be ready by the start of the season. Um, but they don't have to rush him back, per se. Uh, that being like, as long as you have something to point towards, right? Like if you can say, okay, cool. We had half a season with Jamison Williams and it totally changed our offense. Everyone probably keeps our jobs. Um, but I, you know, I get it. If they don't believe in, in all sauce is a great fix. Stingley, Stingley's a great fix. They're kind of like Atlanta where it's like, you need to just build a really good roster and they have enough needs and it fits up really well with this draft class. Yeah. I think they're just in a great spot at 10 because look at how this draft has fallen. So I, I think they can't, can really do no wrong here. And then Jameson Williams, the reports are he's going to go in that top 10 guys, especially if now that they've had the medical rechecks, if his knee's checking out, like he's going to go high. So yeah, I would not be surprised if he's the 10th overall pick. Uh, let's go to the commanders. Who, what do you think they do at number 11? So for me, that would be sauce. Uh, okay. At some point you're just taking a really good player. So, well, um, hold on. I took him. So you have to take somebody else. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I would go, I'd say probably Garrett Wilson. And you go keep going, keep adding to this that's, team, keep adding to the offense. Too. They love Ohio State guys too. Yeah, he just he's a, I, I love him as a prospect. I think he's super, super good. Um, I think he's very much like Stephon Diggs, except for better like leaping ability or finishing. I should say not leaping ability, but ability to leap um, and finish plays over guys. Yeah, his his body control is insane. Crazy, yeah. Because I will say, because Diggs I think had a much better vert, um, but he doesn't play like it. So. Yeah, just again, you need to load up, and whether you're taking a quarterback in the second, third round, or you're waiting until next year, or you're just going all in at once, whatever it is, he needs weapons. He needs guys out there, and they just they kind of lack that on offense. Yeah, no, I'm totally with you. I think it's going to be interesting because I think if Garrett Wilson goes uh, earlier, I think they could reach for Olave here. That's how much they love Ohio State receivers. So I think yeah. that I think them they want to add somebody next to McLaurin. I like Garrett Wilson. His he's just so like he's so unrefined that it's like it's interesting to watch. And if he can kind of cut down on those like wasted movements, I think he's going to be a really really good receiver. It's just will he be able to do that, or is he Jerry Judy and get pushed off his spot too much? Um, let's go to the Vikings at twelve. Let me look at my board here. Uh, I'm going to have them go Jermaine Johnson here. Uh, they need a it's either pass rusher or a corner here for me uh i also would consider jordan davis at 12 for them but uh, yeah. i think they need to go pass rusher and jermaine johnson seems like the real deal he might be like the the best part of that next tier or the last player in that first tier of edge rushers and i, I think he's going to go in this top 15 yeah i agree um you know, I'm with you. I think like you're looking at the right positions. I would say Kyle Hamilton might be in the mix too. Kind of I was, like, it was between him and uh, Kyle Hamilton for me. Yeah. Like for that, like, do they just want to play the value game? That might be Hamilton. So yeah, I mean, I would put for mine, I would say probably Trayvon Walker because I think it's just splitting hairs now between, even though like my grade is there, my grade is very similar. on like this next group of edge rushers. So for me, he's clearly like edge three. So I'd be happy to take him, but I'm right there with you as long as that like same line of thinking, like they has desperately needed talent at both of those spots because of injuries and age. So you need to grab the best player available between those spots. Yeah. I think they're really hoping Stingley drops to them. Yeah. I, I think that is probably their floor too, or his floor. It makes so much yeah. sense that team might even leap them for him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's go number 13, Houston Texans. Is this Hamilton's landing spot? Um, Gosh, I'm not super high on Kyle Hamilton. Um, they probably would. They probably would if I'm them. I'm, man. I'd probably take Chris Olave. Ooh, that okay, there. that's fun. Yeah, I like that. Um, because, because they like, you know, they like Davis Mills. And so they want to invest around him. But, you know, I also get it for Hamilton. I just think Hamilton's more of like a late first rounder. So I think the speed is a real issue. Like the one highlight everyone points to is impressive, but it was also kind of like a telegraph throw and he wasn't running that fast. Like it, he, he's moving, but he's not like super duper rangy. I just think he's a, a really good split safety with a high floor. Um, and sometimes that's worth it. I just like other guys for, for them. 
Yeah, yeah. Hamilton, I mean, obviously a good player. The athleticism is a red flag-ish, but, you know, he, you're kind of relying on him having, like, Ed Reed instincts, and so that's a big stretch. So I, I, I totally get that. Uh, let's go to number 14, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, really want to take Kyle Hamilton here, but I'm going to give them Trent McDuffie, uh, Washington corner. Uh, I think this is another team that really wants Stingley, uh, but they just need cornerback help really bad. And McDuffie, if he just had a little bit more size, he might even be the top corner on the in the entire class. What do you think of that one? Yeah, actually, I like that. I like that, you know, this is a good spot there. Um, I could definitely roll with that because this is like that weird middle, like, and everyone, a lot of people have kind of alluded to it, but like, this is like that weird middle zone where it's like, everyone's kind of rated, you know, so similarly that it's like, okay, like that's, especially for system fit. And I think that's the big thing, right? Is he's a clean system fit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Let's go to the Eagles at number 15, their first of two first rounders. Uh, What do you think they do? Ah, uh, gosh, I think they they look at the receiver well too. Um, seeing who's available, I mean, they could go. They've kind of invested a lot into their trenches throughout the years, which makes sense. Devin Lloyd, I mean, Devin Lloyd, I think makes a lot of sense here. Yeah, um, yeah. I'd probably go with him because I mean, their their front seven needs it. Yeah, he was a a guy that I would think would make a ton of sense for them. Apparently, the NFL really loves Devin Lloyd. Um, I think he's fine. I don't. I think this is a is a good fit for him. I would also. I think they desperately want to go defensive line or or somewhere in the secondary too, but they have another first rounder to do that. Yeah, it's super nice that they have those extra picks. And I mean, I, I don't blame them for trading with the Saints to get rid of that third pick, you know. But man, they could have walked away from here with like an edge rusher, a receiver, and a linebacker. It would have been a problem in a couple of years potentially if they had on all three, but. You know, also, I don't, I mean, it's a good trade for them, so it works out. Yeah. So at 16, uh, if I'm doing this correctly, looks like Jamison Williams is still on my board. So I'm going Jamison Williams at 16 for the Saints. That seems like an absolute no brainer. His speed in that dome, they just, and with, like, if they keep Jameis Winston there, like, that is just a fun, fun connection. So uh, sign me up. Yeah, it's too perfect. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. I was like, I got to grab him like kind of early. Um, yeah. That has to be his floor. I just can't imagine. Um, and, you yeah. know, I'm sure Don't it's let even the Chargers higher. get him either because him and Herbert would just make music. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's like if the Chiefs want to trade up for him, they're going to, I mean, there's no doubt like you have to trade up above. You probably really have to trade up above the Eagles. Um, I can't imagine the Eagles even passing on him. So, um, yeah, if I'm see if I mean, Williams is off on mine. So, you know, I'm looking at the tackles. I'm looking at the receivers. Um, I'd like to add a speed threat. It's probably a little, I mean, I'm in two picks. I'm probably going to take a receiver anywhere. Three picks. I'll probably take a receiver anyways. Um, yeah, that's cover. the fun part of this. So I have even, so I got one pick and you at 19, you get the other Saints pick. Right, right. So you took a receiver. So I'll take Drake London. Um, cause I think that that makes sense. I, I, I like Trevor Penning out of Iowa. I like Tyler Smith to tackle out of Tulsa, but it's a little bit early for me to take one of those two. And, you know, it's going to be a little bit forced. So, um, I don't trust that the chargers or Eagles will not take a receiver. So I would also take a receiver. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, what, uh, let's go to the Chargers at, uh, number 17. What do you think they do? Yep. So they're, they're mad that there's not a receiver there. So I'm going to take a tackle. So I will take Trevor Penning. So just as easy as that kind of whatever New Orleans doesn't do, I will do either the opposite or continue the train of picks. Cause I think this is definitely receiver row right here in the middle of the first round. Yeah. I think, uh, I think it would be interesting if Jordan Davis does drop, he seems like a no brainer to the chargers. I think, you know, Drake London would be fun. Some kind of receiver. Uh, I think, a pass rusher would be fun, but, you know, addressing the right tackle, which has always been a problem for them and protecting Herbert as much as they loaded up, I think makes a lot of sense. So I like yeah. that one. Eagles at number 18. Um, let's see here. Uh, I got them going. This is Kyle Hamilton here. Yeah. We can't let Kyle Hamilton drop yeah. anymore. I was just going to uh, say they, they need secondary help. I think they would love to get like a Devonte Wyatt here, but Kyle Hamilton's just, too good to pass up at, at 18. Yeah, I agree. And that's kind of been Harry, Harry Roseman's, you know, MO is like, they will just grab value at some point. And 
I mean, he look, he's a good player. He looked really good in the secondary, and I think I trust that defensive staff to kind of get the most out of him too. Yeah, I, I mean, the people on ESPN and NFL Network would be praising Howie for this pick. It's you know, it's a steal of the draft. He's won the draft already just from just sitting there at eighteen and just letting the board come to him. For sure, for sure. Uh, let's go to number nineteen, New Orleans Saints' second pick of the first round. What do you think they do? Yeah, uh, so we, I got the receipts. So we got receivers there. Um, you know, I want an offensive tackle. So I'm I actually really, you know, like I said, I like Tyler Smith. I think athletically he really fits in. So I will take Smith. It's you know, yeah, he's a the next bit, one on my board too. Yeah, he's a little bit, you know, early, I guess. But but again, these guys are all kind of graded similarly. But he he's in the Tehran Armstead mold. He's super athletic. He's nasty. And then you just got to train him up. <laughs> so, again, the staff, you trust them. you got to trust your guys. They've continued to rely on them to develop talent. And I think that they've done a pretty decent job compared to most teams. So, Smith, you know, you plug them in and you start them. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's a good pick. It seems like a guy who's really on the rise, you know, was a second, third rounder. And now he's, you know, top 20 pick. Uh, let's go to the 20th pick, the Steelers. I think, you know, they would love a Kenny Pickett here, but I'm in charge and we don't love Kenny Pickett. So that's not <laughs> happening. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Tyler Lindebaum for them. I think they need uh, some more offensive line help. And I think he can, you know, start from center right away or just slot into one of the guard spots and, you know, help. If it's Trubisky, if it's somebody else, if they find somebody in the second round, maybe they trade for another guy. Uh, just solidifying that offensive line. Yeah, I'm along the same thinking. And I will say, like, I would probably take – if I weren't – I mean, I would really consider Desmond Ritter here. Um, oh, yeah, that that would be a good one. But No, I'm changing my pick. Are you? Right. Okay. Yeah. But I'm here's the thing. Here. I'm going to say Ritter, but I'm going to go with the opposite argument. Can you find Desmond Ritter next year? You might be I able to think... find a Desmond Ritter next year. So that's that's my only hesitation. Is that? Yeah, no, I I get that. Uh, I just you know, think, what what's the record going to be next year? Like Tomlin doesn't lose games, right. so he's not going to be eight, in a position. Probably nine and eight. I mean, he'll probably figure out a way to go eight eight and one, just so he doesn't yeah. get the losing record, yeah. uh, which is incredible with this off, like with their quarterback situation, but and division. My God, that division. Yeah. No, I I think I think they're going to take a quarterback at twenty. So yeah, I'm changing yeah. my pick. It, uh, it's now Desmond Ritter, so uh, you, you. That makes sense. I, I, yeah, I pick I pick Zion Johnson, but I am happily taking Ritter. Like that's the thing. Like I just don't know, just don't see a pathway to this team. But I get it though. Like it, I think he'd be a good fit and good pick there. Yeah, yeah. It was either Linderbaum or Zion Johnson, and then you know Ritter won me over. So let's go to the Patriots now. Uh, at twenty-one, what do you think they do? George Karloftis. So for me. Um, just a really, really good value. I would probably have him tied with um, Trevon Walker. Just depends on the scheme. Um, and I trust Bill Belichick to get the most out of him. They really need a pass rusher. Um, they could use corner help. They could use a receiver. But yeah, I'm not going to take Jahan Dotson here. It's too early. Um, we still have uh, Burks and Drake London are on the board. I'm not a huge Burks guy. Not for New England. Um, yeah, Burks doesn't make sense in New England to me. I at don't all. trust him. I like London. Um, I think they might again, be scared off by the uh, not not a separator from the yep. um, Pac-12. Yep, and that was Matt's Mike, and it's not fair because it's not his not the case with him. But that's just what it is. So for them, they they always take the safe pick. Harloff, this would be a you know six to ten sack guy a year there. They would and he'd be a monster against the run. So he'll just be like, oh yeah, let me plug and play him, and we'll deal with the speed on day two. Yeah, I think there are only a couple positions that they're going to look at at 21. They're not going receiver. They're either going offensive line, defensive line, or corner. So I, I'm totally with you as a for a pass rusher here. Uh, let's go to 22, the Green Bay Packers. They're first of two uh, first-rounders. This is an interesting one. I think they pass on receiver here. Uh, I think yeah. they want to uh, beef up the defensive line. I'm going to go Devontae Wyatt here. Mm. I think uh, – I think, Jordan Davis would be an interesting one here. If he does fall, I don't think he does. But I think Devontae Wyatt kind of fits into what they want to do. And it's just on brand for them is either it's an offensive lineman or an, a, you know, a penetrating defensive pass rusher. I know he's a little older, but I think he fits uh, what the Packers want to do. And I think he's just kind of what, you know, Gutekunst likes uh, yeah. from first rounders. 
Yeah, yeah. No, I think that makes sense. I mean, it's not the pick I would make, but I'm with you. Like, it's it's not. I, I would be shocked if it was something sexier than like defensive tackle or like linebacker. Yeah, kind of hard. It's kind of hard to what, see. What would you do at, at 22? If I'm them, I'm I'm probably taking um, I'm probably taking George Pickens. I, I think Pickens is really good. Um, I think do he's you like probably Pickens, Pickens over London and Burks. Oh no, sorry. Okay, so if there's London, I would take London. Okay. Um, but but not by much. Like I think Pickens is right there, and he's a vertical guy, which would really be good for for Rogers. Um, so for me, it's kind of like a coin flip for them. Burks, I like, but I would have him in the second round. Like there's probably no scenario where I would take him in the first, just with like the way that this draft is shaped, unless if someone traded up, like if Cleveland traded up for him, that would make a lot of sense. They've shown a lot of interest in him um, and they don't have that late first round pick. So uh, to me, Pickens is a lot, is just more explosive vertically and they would, they could use that, but I would rather have London because you can do more with them. Yeah. It does seem like Burks is rising or Burks is falling and uh, Pickens is rising. Uh, let's go to 23 Arizona Cardinals. Uh, what do you think they do? You still got uh, Drake London now on the board. Yep. So here, oh gosh, I, I hate that they continue to say no to the offensive line. I really yeah. hate it. There's um, some good it, guards still on the board. So Zion Johnson and Kenyon Green. Yeah, I would probably take Zion Johnson for them. And, yeah, and it's a good pick. You know, it's just, man, you, you gotta you got to build something in the trenches there. They've been such a bad drafting team. I don't think you can, you can afford to miss here. You know, with their fronts, they need an edge rusher too. So if there was a great edge rusher, I would take them. But and there and there are some good ones. Uh, I like Arnold. Um, let me say his name like a a Abiketti. Yeah, like I really like him too, and I I will probably take him within the next couple picks. Um, but yeah, I'm, I like I'm gonna him beef too. Up that line. But he's also going to be a 24 year old rookie, so I think that could push him to the second. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, and then uh, yeah, I I really like. There's another one that's a tough one. Boye Mafe. I think mm. I said his name right. Yeah. I really like him. But, yeah, I think after Karloftis, there really is a little bit of a drop-off at pass rusher with Ojabo going down. Yeah. Um, and I'm with you. I, in my mock, I had Penning going here. Um, but I think they definitely yeah. go either receiver or offensive line. Uh, Dallas Cowboys at 24. Uh, I'm going to go – here's where Linderbaum's going to go. So they need yeah. to address the offensive line. I really was tempted to pick Traylon Burks because of the Jerry Jones-Arkansas connection. But it's what I would do. I think if Burks is here, I think Dallas could really be tempted by this. But I'm going to go the safer route. Uh, they lost a couple of starters on the offensive line. I think Linderbaum would be a, a nice little fit here. I like that. Yeah, I think it makes sense. Like it's kind of like the same thing for them. It's like you're kind of taking a gamble. Do you just take like the highest rated prospect? And for them, it probably will be Linderbaum. So I, I like that. Otherwise, it's it's just this is like a, a super weird part of the first round where like everyone's kind of in like that same like late first, but ideally you'd be a second round pick mix. Linderbaum's the one guy who should have a first round grade on him. Yeah. Yeah. He just, after his testing, he, he is, you know, tested as an elite uh, center prospect. So he's a guy, it's just how much do you value a center? So yeah. I think getting him there is, is uh, a really nice spot. Uh, on to number 25, the Buffalo Bills. What do the Bills do here? Um, I like, I like going corner. Um, so for me, it's top rated corner, which would be Kyer Elam out of Florida. Uh, nice. I just think okay. he'd be a super good fit in that scheme. I wish he had a little bit more length, but he's instinctive. He's aggressive. He's big. Uh, it ran a little bit faster than what I expected. I think he's probably – he should be a locked in the first-round type of guy. I like the Washington corners, but they also were a little bit smaller. Um, they want physicality. They want run game support. they got to address cornerback, too, at some point. So, you know, forget running back at this point. I like Brees Hall, but I'm not taking a first-round running back hardly ever. Uh, give me that corner who can actually bump and run with receivers. Yeah, I uh, I agree with you. I think they should go corner. I uh, I like Kyler Gordon here. I like Andrew Booth. Elam's also really yeah. good. So really any of those guys works for me. Uh, 26, Tennessee Titans. Uh, I got to go Drake London here. Like the drop has to stop. Even though, you know, you can't, you probably want someone who's a little faster to be a little different than A.J. Brown. I just think the value is too good to pass up. So they, I think it's receiver or offensive lineman for them so they could go Kenyon green but drake london at 26 feels like a steal yep i agree if he's on the board you gotta take him to be honest buffalo might take him um oh yeah absolutely i mean i mean several of these teams could have easily justified it like we, we've been talking about it but absolutely this i mean it would have to stop here for sure yeah uh 27 tampa bay buccaneers what do the bucks do i like going with daxton hill from michigan okay 
A um, little bit different, but, you know, they lost Jordan Whitehead to the Jets. They have the luxury of kind of picking who they like, and I think Hill is dynamic. I think he's right behind uh, Kyle Hamilton in this class, and it's a good safety class. But to me, he can play the run. He can line up in the slot as a corner. Um, he's got enough speed. I think if you matched him up as like a pure corner, I think you'd see him have success, um, especially against tight ends and running backs. So to me, just an aggressive player, defensive captain, leader type, like you're kind of getting like a bigger version of Antoine Winfield Jr. And I love being able to have versatile dudes like that. Yeah, I, they uh, the Buccaneers have like sneaky holes. So I think they're they're an interesting team. So that one makes sense. I think. You know, they could be a Traylon Burke spot or a George Pickens spot sneakily. I think that'd be fun. But I, yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, on to 28, Packers, their second first rounder. I think they, they pass over the receiver spot again. I got them going Andrew Booth, Jr., cornerback out of Clemson. You pair him with Jair Alexander, that's really fun, really athletic cornerback group. I think Booth can be, I think here, I think he's a mid first rounder. So here in like the late first is a, is a really nice spot for him. That's a good one, and especially with Stokes, too. Stokes had a great rookie year. Uh, she yeah. had a super dynamic cornerback group. Um, gosh, for them, I would probably take um, Edebikete. I don't even know how you say it. Okay, Depends. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would take him, and it's a similar line of thinking, right? Like, continue to add to the defense. I don't – I like the receivers. I just don't necessarily love them enough to take them here. Um, with the with the exclusion of Pickens and you know Dot, I just feel like you're really reaching on Dotson a little bit, and he'll be a good pro. I just definitely not like the Christian Walker talk. Like he's he's like Stephen Hill 2.0. Oh, Christian um, Watson. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. He's he's a tough one. He's like a crazy athlete, but he's not. He's an athlete. He's not a receiver. No, he looks terrible with the ball in the air. So and yeah. look, maybe it works out, but I'm especially if I'm a contender, I am not taking the risk on that. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm not buying his first round hype or anything uh i think i think people would be going nuts if burks and pickens are on the board and the, the packers don't go uh receiver but i i, I, I just they happen. just don't seem like a you know first round receiver type of team so i think that would be pretty funny uh let's go yeah. to we got back-to-back picks now for the chiefs we both get one so you're on the board at 29 what do the chiefs do uh so this is man they could use a receiver and they could use a corner they could use a pass rusher. They could use a safety. That's they could use a lot of stuff. Yeah, they they have not done a great job of of keeping that roster together. Um, I'll take uh, Boye Mafe. And nice. that's, that was my pick. That's yeah. Pick. I just I think that's the easy one. Is you know you're taking care of one of those needs for sure. You can't really wait on edge rusher. It's the one position that you 95 percent of the time need to take in the first round. So I would go with him. Yeah, I am. Can't argue that one. Uh, now for the 30th pick, the Chiefs really want to go Kyler Gordon here, but with mm-hmm. Pickens just staring at me, I'm going Pickens yeah. for the Chiefs. That's just, oh, that would be so, so fun. fun. Like the guy has the best hands in the draft. He is huge and he can be a really good deep ball threat. I think him, yeah. I mean, he's obviously no Tyreek Hill replacement, but I think him yeah. uh, catching deep passes from Mahomes would be a lot of fun. I wouldn't blame a team for taking him even. You know, this class is just weird. I mean, if there was the right quarterback, and there's not because we've kind of gone through these teams, but like top 15, I could like, I think Pickens is a really great. I don't know why he was kind of forgotten about last year, but there's not a lot of dudes that, that win the way that he does that enter the league every year. Um, if they, if the right quarterback was top 15, I would consider him that high. So I think, you know, t- getting him here, he it maximizes his potential, maximizes his fit in production. So just a, a yeah, crazy, crazy fit. It feels like someone's going to get a steal with him. It's like he had the best freshman tape of any receiver. Then he gets hurt. And then last year, he obviously wasn't 100%. And they were they were not using him like he was even close to being healthy. So it's right. a tough evaluation. But someone's going to take a chance on a former five-star prospect who has looked amazing at times and could easily be the wide receiver one in a couple of years from this class. Yeah, And if the Chiefs absolutely. get him, that's, that's really fun. Uh, let's go the penultimate pick, 31, Cincinnati Bengals. What do you think they do? Give me the offensive lineman. Let's complete the job. Give me Kenyon Green. Uh, I know that right. they invested a second-round pick into uh, Carmen Jackson, which was crazy because he was bad in college, and he has been bad in the NFL so far. Um, Green's a really good prospect. It, not a lot of top 15 type of guards, 
um, who can play center as well. I think he, if you even really needed to put him on, you know, tackle, I think he could survive there. Like, I think he'd be okay. He's that big. He's that athletic. He's just not tall. And he's a powerful guy, downhill bully. You can trust him on an island. And that's the type of phone booth presence that they need. I think that you're getting a basically a, a polished version of Quentin Spain at his best, which would have been a couple of years ago with Buffalo. You're getting that pretty early in Kenyon Green's career. I think for this team, that's worth it. So I'm, I'm plugging and playing. Uh, can you dream and, and give me that really great offensive line, just like Kansas City did a last did last year? Solidify that unit to make it the true strength of the team. Yeah, I, I I'm with you. I think it's either offensive line or a corner. I think they sneaky need a corner, but yeah, they definitely protecting yeah. protecting Burrow, you have to do it, especially because they're eventually going to pay him a lot of money. He's already had multiple major injuries, so I, I'm totally with you on that one. Uh, let's go to the last pick, Detroit Lions. In my original mock, I have them getting Desmond Ritter, but we had him going 20 to the Steelers. I really want to pick Matt Corral for them, but I'm not going to do it. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Kyler Gordon. Let's uh, let's give him a corner. He's a guy I think the Bengals could take at 31, but if he's there at 32, uh, you know, another Washington guy. They're DBU now, and he's just he's a solid corner, and he fits uh, a big hole that the Lions have, especially after. Um, their draft bus and blanking on his name now, but uh, Jeff Akuda, Akuda, yeah, and yeah. him tearing his Achilles and everything. He's just you can't bank on that yeah. at all. So uh, I think I think Gordon here would be a nice pick. That's the same guy I, I was I was looking at too, and it's the same reasoning. I mean, I loved Akuda as a prospect, but you just don't know. And I liked you know, I like the guy that they got, um, Amare uh, Aru Warrior. That's what it is. Yeah, that's right. So I like him. He showed some good promise. You could always use more corners. What's the yeah. worst case here? Is the worst case is you take the corner here, who is a really good draft, you know, um, has a really good physical profile. Like the only knock I think on both of these Washington guys, especially Gordon, was his length. Everything right. else he killed at the combine. So I'm taking him. It's the right time type, type of risk to take. Um, worst case is that you get uh, Akuda back and you have three good corners. That's perfectly fine for especially for a rebuilding team. So I'm happily taking the best player available, and for him or for me, that's him. Yeah, especially now that the Packers just resigned Aaron Rodgers. Like you're going to need corners. Like, and in a pass happy league, that's just a no brainer. And you get that fifth year option with them. And they also have the second pick in the second round, so that could be their quarterback. Or maybe you hope you get Gordon there and you get the fifth year option on the quarterback. So that's the first round. A couple notable guys missing the first round from my notes. Kenny Pickett, Matt Corral, Brees Hall, Traylon Burks, Lewis Sine, uh, Sam Howell, Trey McBride, David Ojabo, uh, Logan Hall, uh, Nicobe Dean, Jalen Petre, Roger McCreary. Those seem like the most notable of the – and Sky Moore. John yep. Dotson. Yep. Yep. And all those guys have like little red flags. So it makes sense. Like if they go to the right spot, they could all be good players, uh, except for like Pickett. I don't think he can be a good player. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like everyone else could be good. It's just a matter of finding the right fit. And that's why they're in this weird middling situation where they may go mid second round, but it's, you know, they'll be stars a year from now. Yeah, any any quarterback that goes in the second round in a bad draft class year, I'm out. Oh, I'm 100 yeah. percent out on. I yep. really want to like Matt Corral. He needs first round draft capital and a yep. good landing spot for me to like. Like if he if he landed with the Saints, I would like that. He needs to be in yep. one of those short kind of you know timing based offenses like that, or I'm totally out on him. Yep, yep. And, and I know some people have talked about like, is he rising? I don't see it. We always see it every year month before the draft, we start talking about these quarterbacks. They always drop. Carson Strong will probably be a day three guy. He has a really bad reputation. People are concerned oh, yeah. about the knee. He's the not knee, a good there's prospect. No way. Yeah, yeah, he's not. Like people he's are gonna hype him up. People legitimately have bad prospect. Yeah. Yeah. I can't like Sam Howell, like it he to me he reminds me of Jalen Hurts. He just can't read the middle of the field and he's just yeah. slower Jalen Hurts. So I'm out on Howell. Uh Corral just seems like the Seahawks are gonna take him in the second round. Like the Lane yeah. Kiffin connection he just kind of fits everything they want um and then you know going to seattle scares me because they yeah. can clean house and they run just a very conservative uh slow offense yeah i, I wouldn't love they, that 
it sucks because like those guys will probably prototypically be and I like Howell probably more like I think he could be an average quarterback in the right situation. Like if he would have gone to Tampa without Brady, I think he could have been okay. But it's all it's all about fit. It's all about time, like you said. And these guys the the you know, the chances of becoming a second round pick hit are so low now. There's like four guys that have done it for multiple years. Jimmy G is one of them, and it also took him forever. Also took him going to like the two best landing spots ever. Um, Derek Carr's the notable omission, of course, but like it's just so uncommon. And it's like I'm not willing to bet on these guys. Like Carr was a first round caliber prospect, and 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 we knew that back then. Like he was, he had an amazing arm. If he was entering the draft now, he'd be a first round guy for sure. Um, he did good at the Senior Bowl too. That was weird about Carr, but anyways. Um, Jimmy G, it kind of made sense because more questions coming out of D2 and, yeah. you know, it wasn't like the strongest arm and had some like nicks and bruises and stuff. So like, it kind of made sense that he fell, but like these guys that play in power five teams, if you fall to the second round, it's a death knell. Like you're going to probably be like, going through several different coaching staffs. Yeah. Like Corral in the SEC, like every GM wants to draft a guy from the SEC, especially quarterback who started a bunch of games. And if he drops to the second, that, yeah, that's the death knell right. for me. Yeah. And it makes sense with his question marks because uh, it's not physical. It's mental. And if you yeah, have mental questions, wish, you're not surviving. Exactly. I wish he ran a just a little bit more pro-friendly offense. It's just an RPO offense that where he didn't read anything. And it's so hard to evaluate somebody like that because I really like him. I want to like him, but I, there's too there's a lot of bad. He's definitely a guy like we'll see where he goes, like you said. And that's a really good way to put it. Um, if Pittsburgh takes him, cool. Like I'm excited if to see him. If Pittsburgh takes him, I, I'm in on him. Like yeah. whoever Pittsburgh takes, I think is probably the QB one out of like in fantasy, like to start yeah, for sure. But uh, I just don't see. I think I think they're either a Willis or Ritter team. If if yeah. one of those guys lasts, uh, yeah. I, also, they, I mean, I could see Pickett there, like the whole Pitt connection. But yeah, I we're both out on Pickett. Yeah, never draft Pickett. Yeah. Like I don't, um, I think I'd probably take him fourth round. Oof, and it's not that he's. It's just not that. It's just not that he's bad. It's just what what you're ceiling with him. Yeah, I think like, if I was like the Colts in the second round, I'd take him. Just sure. You you have a backup quarterback and maybe a guy who could spot start and everything, or like if you're washing it. Like I'd take him in the that second. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. But he's. I mean, he'd be a great realistic. backup. Exactly. Yeah. He's just. You're then saying he's a high end backup and. High end backups will go in the second or third. So I guess that's fair because Kyle Trask went second round last year, and Pickett's probably better than him. I would, so. I'd rather have Pickett than Trask for sure. Yeah, and yeah. Kellen, like Kellen Mond, I'd rather have Pickett. Oh, yeah, Mond was such a bad pick. Yeah, Kellen, Kellen Mond's awful. Um, it's, it, let's uh, it's, go ahead. Sorry, it's, one, it's it's just like one of those exercises where it's like then you see like where guys actually go, and then you're reminded. And it's like okay, yeah, like that's why Desmond Ritter should absolutely be a first round pick. Like the other yeah. the list but, of other first round picks is embarrassing. Yeah, the second round, I mean, it's crazy since, like, Christian Hackenberg was a second-round pick. That's one of the worst crazy. quarterbacks ever. Crazy. I, I drafted him in Dynasty League, and I'm still embarrassed by it. Um, let's open it up to questions. Uh, we, uh, PD or Ryan, do you have any questions? Or Charlie, we got our two listeners. Open it up to you guys. Hey, can you guys hear me? Yes. yes. Um, so, um, yeah, so where do you guys actually see like Burks going? And then do you guys believe the, the, um, comparisons of him to like Nikhil Harry and all that stuff? Uh, appreciate your guys' time. Thanks. Uh, I think if Burks doesn't go in the first round, uh, I think the Jags should take him with that first pick in the second round, uh, from some of these guys that, I mean, you could split a layer, like Lucene would be a great pick. Some of these other, uh, offensive linemen or Sky Moore. But if I'm them, I, I look at him as like an upgraded version of LaVisca Chenault. Uh, so I think he would be fun on the Jaguars. What do you think about that one, Ian? Yeah, I like the fit. Um, they could use a wide receiver one, so I hope that they actually realize that they could use a wide receiver one. I'm kind of worried that their free agency is going to trick them into thinking that they don't. But, yeah. Um, I, I could see Cleveland trading up for him, kind of like I said. Like I could, I think he's he's a good candidate to go anywhere from like 20 – or like you said, Dallas to like 35. That's probably his his little range. Um, and it, I, I don't, I don't put much stock in the pro, like the combine pro day stuff. Like I think he's a good player. It's not that I don't think he's a good player just from those games. It's just 
it's like Chenault. It's like if Chenault went to a place that kind of wanted to involve him more and, and give him more reign, I think he would have been more successful and, and he still could be. It's just like there's some really extreme skill sets in this draft. And Pickens to me like is more valuable. And Dotson I'd probably rather have in, the, in a different scenario too because of his speed um, off the line. That's kind of where the NFL is nowadays. But I think Burks could be like super productive too. It's just trying to find who's going to integrate him year one. And that's my question. And I don't know that certain contenders will. So I kind of think like Detroit makes sense with their their second round pick or even at 32. Um, you can make the, I'm trying to think who else is up there. The Jet, yeah, I guess if the Jets pass. The Jets make a ton of sense for him. Yeah. Because he has to, if, like if he goes to a 49ers-like offense, he has to be used like Debo or he's yeah. just not going to realize his potential. Like I don't think you can compare him to Nikhil Harry. I think he's no. way more athletic. He just, to me, he's like, He's too big, uh, but he's definitely athletic and fast. Like, if you look at his GPS time, he's incredibly fast. So I'm not worried about any of that stuff. He's just not a receiver right now. He's like, he doesn't have the route running capabilities. And so if he becomes a better route runner, I I think he can be amazing. I just don't think – you have to be patient with him, and I just don't see the route running and everything from him. So I think if if a Shanahan like offense takes him, like if, if the Browns took him or if the Jets took him or if Miami, so Miami doesn't have any picks, so they can't take him. But right. one of those kind of things are like the chiefs took him where I am confident they'll find ways to use him. I'd be much yeah. more interested. Uh, Ryan, any more questions? Yeah. Yeah. I got, um, maybe one more, uh, since, you, I think you kind of went over some of the day two guys. Who would be some like sneaky like day three uh, picks? Maybe just like rounds four through seven. Ian, do you have anybody off the uh, top of your head? Uh, yeah, I can I can bring up my list too. I like Bubba Bolden a lot, the um, the safety from Miami. I think he's been kind of slept on a little bit. Um, Zamir White, running back from Georgia. Like these big these big school guys, like especially at back, he just kind of reminds me of like Jay Ajayi. Um, Ajayi had like the injuries too. Uh, White was productive in college, but wasn't really in like the situation to, you know, kind of own that backfield. But I think he's pretty impressive, especially in like a downfield uh, one cut type of scheme. Um, there's some defensive backs that profile really well. Jalen Watson out of Washington State is a guy like destroyed the the combine, did a really really good job. Um, bigger guy too, six two, almost two hundred pounds. Put him in like Seattle, Buffalo, like one of these physical schemes. Indianapolis would be a really good fit to those places. Um, Haskell Garrett out of Ohio State kind of felt like his kind of surprised he fell like where he was. He's not a run defender at all right now. So you put him as like an under three under technique and just kind of let him get a field, get to the quarterback. Just as a rotational role, you'd find some good success. Um, and then Texas Tech's receiver, uh, Eric Azukanma. Um a little bit smaller than what he was listed at. I think like an inch and a half smaller, but vertical threat kind of got like a Kenny Galladay vibes out of, off of him. I'm a little bit surprised that he's projected to go as late as he is because Galladay was a, a mid-round pick. Galladay was a better athlete, but like I don't really think it matters because Galladay doesn't use his athleticism like that. So um, I think it just depends. Like these guys are all fit guys, right? So like you're rotating them in as like backups, but you could see them grow into starters over time. Yeah, those are all – that's a pretty good list. Uh, just going through mine really quick, uh, I've got a couple guys, four to seven round. Uh, James Cook, Damian Pierce, Keontae Ingram, Kevin Harris are four running backs I like that are probably going to go in that three to seven, maybe undrafted range. Uh, receivers, I like Khalil Shakir, Jalen Tolbert, Tyquan Thornton, and Danny Gray. Um, uh, let's move – offensive line, Cam Jurgens is my – I really like him as a center prospect. I hope the Niners get him. Uh, edge rushers, I really like Cameron Thomas, Josh Pascal, and D'Angelo Malone. Uh, and uh, corner, I love Kobe Bryant. Great name. I like Pierce a lot too. That was a good call at running back. Like he profiles really well. His analytical profile is like pretty insane. Yeah, I mean, he just wasn't used, but he I mean, broke a ton of tackles. He honestly it looks like Mark Ingram to me, so I don't see why he couldn't be like a, a poor man's Mark Ingram. Uh, let's see any more, Petey? You've got us, uh, Ryan. You've got us, uh, our brains. If you want any more, Charlie. If you have any questions, 
Um, I got I got one more. If that's cool. Keep going. Um, it's not really a draft question, so hope I'm not going off the script here. But are you guys buying into the Miami Dolphins this year? Maybe a, a playoff team or not a playoff team here in uh, 2022? Seems like a great question for Ian. Um, you know, I, I like them, right? Like I, I have the same question as everybody else. Like I'm, I'm really optimistic on the coaching staff. I really like what they've done. Um, you know, I like Tua. It's just a matter of like, is he going to stay healthy? Is the offensive line going to be good enough? Um, I don't, I don't know. You know, I think Tua can have it in him. It's just the bar is so high. Some of that's going to play into like how many games does Deshaun Watson miss? Um, as far as like the, um, as far as the suspension, if he gets suspended, you know, where does, um, where do the Jets kind of go? Like, what, what do they do in year two of that regime as Zach Wilson? So I, I'm buying into them to a certain degree. Like, do I think they can win nine or 10 games? Yes. Their defense is good, that good. Um, they retained a lot of the key guys on their defense, which is great. And they added some really good assistance on offense. It's just a matter of like, they have to win in the margins and they, they, they they have and they haven't over the last two years, which is how those things go. Like they're kind of 50, 50 things. And if Tua gets hurt, I like Teddy Bridgewater a lot, but like you need the upside, like you need the upside of that offense. You need Tua to be better than just average. So I think you can get there. I think it's reasonable. I think they can win a wild card spot. It's just so freaking hard in the AFC. It, I don't think it's a referendum on them if they don't. Um, it's just more like a function of, it, you know, the bar is that high right now. And, and if two is not ready to take that step to be like very solid, like Derek Carr ish, maybe not stats, but like that type of effectiveness, like it's probably not enough. Yeah. I, uh, I pretty much agree with everything. So I think they're probably the second best team in the AFC East, but I think the AFC is just so stacked that I don't think they make the playoffs, but I can see them being like the hype team in a year where everyone's, ending this next year being like, you know, I actually really think Miami's the team to watch out for this next season. I think that's where they're at. And then every, it really is on Tua. I think they've upgraded a lot around him. I still don't love the offensive line. Defense is, is still really good. Don't have really any picks, but it really, it, you know, it's Tua and is, how is Mike McDaniel as a first year head coach? Well, he's going to have some growing pains, but he's an awesome coach. And I think he's going to be a lot of fun. So I think, while the Dolphins might not make the playoffs, they're like infinitely more watchable now. Also notable that he'll be coaching against Bill Belichick and Sean McDermott like four times a year. So like you said, growing pains will happen. It's just going to be part of the process. I think that they kind of I think that they didn't fully address the offensive line too, which is a concern. So they have time, but it's a little concerning that they didn't add more depth at center yet or like right guard or right tackle yet. So I'd like yeah, to see them I'm, I'm actually. Spots yeah, they've shown to be aggressive, so I'm actually interested. Since they don't have a lot of draft capital this year, did they spend future draft capital to get back into the draft so they can kind of fill those offensive line holes? It'd be interesting to see because, like, I, I wonder too, like, how much are they banking on their ability to improve the guys that are in house? Like, I would love to hear Mike McDaniel talk about the guys that are in house because he might. I mean. The athleticism's there. Like, those guys had great athleticism. It's just they just didn't develop under Flores' staff because Flores couldn't put together a staff that was decent. Right. Yeah, I mean, an offensive line play is so much more than athleticism. It's so much technical stuff. So, yeah, if they can develop guys, then that's huge for them. Um, Ryan, any more? I'll take that as a nail. Uh That'll do it for uh, this week's episode. Uh, thanks for sticking around and listening to our mock draft. Um, gave you some great tips and knowledge, and it's going to be fun in a couple weeks. We'll be back either later this week or next week with another episode. Um, Ian, do you want to plug anything before we uh, wrap things up? don't think so. Um, just kind of normal stuff coming out, so just occasional articles, and that's about it. So just that NFL film study, as always. Yep, give Ian a follow, and then you can follow me at Casually Ginger. Uh, that'll be it. So uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Bye, everybody.